1: Computer algorithms have become an important part of the stock trading universe, with a significant number of stock trades now based upon algorithms that monitor such things as prices, information, and news. But the Washington Post has reported that the Securities and Exchange Commission is finding that fake stories on social media, often written by people who are paid to write positive stories about companies, can move markets. And the SEC is alerting investors and filing complaints against people who engage in these kinds of promotion schemes. Here to talk with us in this latest development in uh, the stock fraud world is John Coffey, a professor at Columbia University Law School. John, always a pleasure to have you on the program. Explain, to us, explain to us kind of what these, case, these kinds of cases are about. What, what is the SEC targeting here?
2: Well, I would tell you that what we really learned from all this is that old frauds never die they mutate and they morph into new forms and new technology not so long ago there was the boiler room and it was used for the so-called pump and dump scheme and there, high-pressure salesmen would call from the boiler room and reach maybe five hundred or more investors and in phone calls touting a particular stock usually a penny stock now it's gotten more subtle now all you need to do is retain one of these social media firms it commissions the fabrication of dozens of articles and it posts them throughout the blogosphere. It posts them on websites, various web news analysis, all of which may be very, uh, in most cases, legitimate firms. For example, Motley Fool and Benzinga, which are well known, uh, were victimized by this by posting false stories by non existent authors. And the point of all this is that if you see 20 or more stories all over, the The blogosphere. Some retail investors will be fooled, but even more, the logarithmic trader, the automized trader, uh, is going to count up the number of stories and going to see the nature of the recommendation and will use that quantitative data to make an investment decision to buy. And all these people are being defrauded because it's not disclosed that all of these stories have been paid for. I should explain a very basic point here, though the securities laws section seventeen b of the thirty three Act makes it illegal to write any story article, communication, in which you are compensated by the issuer, directly or indirectly, without disclosing that fact. And that's what was chiefly violated here.
0: Jack, so this is a tech version of it. But because it's on financial websites and Facebook posts and tweets under different pseudonyms, it's difficult to catch the fake news. How long does it take? I mean, can it just be a quick turnaround and the market moves?
2: Well, I mean, you might get a quick turnaround. It may take you a couple of days to get the stock up. And sometimes you have retail investors who think they're being shrewd. They sense it's being manipulated and they want to ride the elevator off up to the top and get off. That never succeeds. The elevator goes up somewhat slowly and it comes down in a crash and people can't get out in time. Um, But this is, you know, large scale, not small individual whispers. You have uh, some of these firms charging $20,000 a month for their social media services and then they have a strange way of enforcing your obligation to pay them because they threaten you. It's a kind of extortion that if you don't pay that fee, they're going to start writing bad stories about you, equally false, but it will send the market down just as well as it sent it up. So you are sort of locked into a pack with the devil. Jack...
1: It's a good thing, I suppose, if, if you're against this sort of fraud, as most people are, to get the SEC involved. But what can investors do to av- avoid this kind of thing, given the speed with which everything happens in the stock market
2: now? Now, to some degree, investors can't fully research who these anonymous stories are by. If the story is by someone using a pseudonym like Swiss Trader, Trader Maven, you can't check. But if it's a story with a signed name, I think you can go on Google and Facebook and see if this is a real person. That much due diligence, even an ordinary investor can do. And I think investors should put some pressure on the motley fools and Benzingas of this world to do some due diligence themselves. I understand their view that they are resource constrained and they can't check all the facts. But they can check and see whether there's a real identity behind this. Jack, Ultimately, go ahead.
0: Check in, in about 30 seconds. 17 defendants uh, pleaded guilty, agreed to pay more than $4.8 million. Some of them did not uh, plead in that situation. What do they have to prove at trial, the SEC?
2: The money will go into an SEC fund, and if they find it feasible, they can use their fair funds provision and give that back to the injured investors. But frankly, the injured investors here may be in the tens of thousands, because there can be lots of people who trade, and it's generally not possible to identify the individual victims very easily. This is not like a a more typical kind of fraud in an initial public offering or something where you can easily identify the victim.
1: Our thanks to John Coffey, a professor at Columbia University. University Law School for being with us today on Bloomberg Lock. Collaborate for a greener
0: future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon, official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code radio20 at bloomberglive.com slash greenfestival.